From the studios of Advancing Vibrant Communities in Modesto, California, this is Lighthouse Live Radio on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you wherever you may be around the world. Pastor Mike Douglas here. Welcome to Lighthouse Live on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Uh, with us tonight, of course, our, our producer and co-host, Elaine Harlan, and our faithful prayer intercessor, the inimitable Mr. Owl, Al Ramsey, with us. And also with us tonight, uh, one, one, probably one of our most favorite people in the whole wide world. You got it. Elaine Gardol-Wilson <laughs> with us. and. Uh, the <laughs> non-forgotten sober living homes, and uh, you've been going eight, eight years now, right? Eight Just years about. now, yes. So we we actually started our ministries about the same time, about the same time, mm-hmm. about the same time, and uh, I can't believe it's been in that uh, something. Where does and time go? I was just going to say an old friend, but you're not old. No, you know, it's, it's a long no time friend, AARP <laughs> member. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, you had oh. to bring that up. Uh oh. Uh-oh. I get Mike every said, time, don't I? <laughs> you said the A word. Okay. Uh, good folks there. We, we love you, too, AARP. Yeah, I just wish you quit sending me that stuff. It makes me feel... Oh, Gardal can sh- share makes, his mail with yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> makes me feel mature. Oh. Well, I have none of that. I'd rather be immature. I don't know. You know, we better get back to business here before the cards, the cards and letters start flowing here. <laughs> Let's check in with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with news of another real-life Jesus freak. Pastor Hakeem knew the dangers faced by Iraqi Christians. He saw the church bombings. Terrorists had threatened to kill him. Relatives pleaded for him to go somewhere safe. But on a Sunday morning while he drove to work, three armed men ordered him to stop. Hakeem knew better. He gunned the engine as the terrorists opened fire. At the hospital, Muslim doctors said Hakeem's survival was a miracle. He was hit three times, but none of the bullets hit a major organ. As he continues his ministry work in Iraq, Hakeem calls his bullet wounds medals for Jesus. For more from the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. You know, friends, uh, we're so blessed. At least for a time, uh, here to be able to uh, worship openly and proclaim our faith openly and, you know, just, uh, brings to mind, we need to make hay while the sun shines, as the old saying goes, you know, God's given us an open window. 
we need to walk through it and not be spectators. Right. Uh, we need to hit the streets. And uh, what, a, what a wonderful week this has been, uh, the International Day of the Child. Yes. Celebrated here in Stanislaus mm-hmm. County in uh, downtown Modesto at the Gallo Center and our um, good friend Oren Woods was yes, there with his, his uh, precious daughter Sydney, and uh, she's one of the junior cadets with the police department there. And uh, they were there. The fire department was there. Uh, I mean, you know, on purpose, not well, because there was an incident. <laughs> and the police department was not there because of me. I just want to let you know that. Uh, but anyway, it's great, great, great time there. Great to see a lot of friends and and our friend. Uh, uh, Pastor Daryl Fair oh, down there as well. Right. Uh, so it's a, a great time. And then, of course, the uh, Stanislaus County uh, prayer breakfast mm-hmm. uh, last uh, week. Great time with and our you friend. Spoke there. Uh, I I did, and and nobody threw their eggs. Well, you know, which was an amazing. Or rotten tomatoes. Things. Or I, you know, else? I just. You know, I always worry about that oh, at these breakfast good. things. I'm sure but, you uh, blessed uh, Tom Ciccarelli from uh, City Ministry Network there, and, and a lot of good folks, and enjoyed that time uh, together. And uh, and then you, Elaine, and I know we're going to talk a little bit about uh, a wonderful new friend, uh, Dr. Yes. Jimmy Dorrell. Oh. Uh, had the privilege of sitting with him on the dais at the prayer breakfast, oh. and you uh, had uh, a full day. A full day uh, with him. I was truly wonderful conference, yes. right? Yes. Dr. Jimmy mm-hmm. Durrell from Waco, Texas, and the Church Under the Bridge. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you know, guard all. There, there are some people, you know, like you, uh, th- that you meet and instantaneously, you know, and we use the phrase, they get it. Yeah. You know, they yeah. they get it about what the servant lifestyle is all about. Mm-hmm. What, you know, reaching out to uh, to to folks to to love your neighbor as yourself is all about. And this is one of the, he's just inspiring to sit by. No, you know, he's one of these guys, you just sit down next to him and you go, man, man, can you, yeah. I just want a little more of what yeah, you got. Gardel, you would love this <laughs> man. He's from, oh, he's this, from Texas. You would love this man. Oh, yes, yes, And, and the church, his, his church is literally under the bridge. Under the it's bridge. called the church under the bridge. Yeah, just yes. an amazing yeah, story. And I, I think Elaine will fill us in a little bit more on that. In Texas. A little bit in Texas. Waco, Texas. Yeah, just crazy. So it's been a wonderful week of, of ministry and, um, Tell you what, let's uh, let's check in now with our friend Brad Dacus. It's time for the Legal Edge, a look at your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. And now with a look at what's happening on the legal front, the president of the Pacific Justice Institute, Brad Dacus. In Alameda, California, two college students who were disciplined for praying have achieved a settlement that retracts their discipline, ending nearly two years of legal wrangling. The incident that ignited the case happened when an instructor at the College of Alameda complained about a private consensual prayer in a shared faculty office between a student and a sick teacher. The administration swiftly reacted by issuing formal notices of intent to suspend both the student and a fellow bystander student. The settlement of this case contains an expressed acknowledgement that prayer on campus is protected free speech and acknowledges the free exercise of religion. I'm Brad Dacus. To find out more about The Legal Edge, call 916-857-6900 or log on at pacificjustice.org. You know, never mind. Uh, I, I'm not. I, you know, I'm just going to let that one stand. Uh, 
Enough sure. said, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to say what I was thinking. Uh, yeah, just, uh, just, we, just, thank you, Brad. Grumble, grumble, yeah. grumble. Brad Dacus and the Pacific Justice Institute for Standing in the Gap. Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank Let's you. move on to the Volunteer Center of the United Way's Lend a Hand list. Uh, the Salvation Army's 13th Annual Kids Day is returning. Uh, they're going to hit the streets throughout Ceres, Modesto, and Turlock Tuesday, May 18th at 7 in the morning. You see them standing on the corners. It seems like... It's it's a year gone by since you see them in their Can't water. Can't possibly department. be a year. It has already. been a year, and you're, they're, wow. you know they're they're asking you to buy these papers. I think yeah. it's for a dollar, and you're thinking, what is this all about? It's really for a very good cause. Uh, Kids Day, a partnership between the Salvation Army, wonderful, wonderful place, and the Modesto Bee, also a wonderful thing. Benefits thousands of at-risk children through the Salvation Army's programs for youth at the Red Shield in Modesto. Newspapers are sold, yes, for a dollar, with 75 cents directed to after-school tutoring and mentoring yeah. programs, uh, homework, computer labs, lunch programs for children who are off track from school, sports equipment, uniforms, swim lessons and facilities, and more. Monetary donations to support these programs are also very much appreciated. Now, adult individuals, groups, and businesses are needed to sell the Bees Special Kids Days uh, edition newspapers highlighting these youth programs uh, and services. Now, Kids Day kickoff tour and feed Fiesta Luncheon. Oh, boy. Those interested in participating will be held at the Red Shield on Thursday, May 13th. That's coming up a couple days from now at 1130 a.m. You can sign up today and make a positive impact on the lives of at-risk children throughout our community. Sounds fun. I think I just, hmm, that just, don't you want to do that, Mr. Al? Doesn't that just make you want to jump up and say, yes, I can do that? The, <laughs> the Stanislaw County Library, where you can put your computer, aha, now you're listening, and bilingual skills to work with the Bridges to Technology program. And I know Mr. Al is a technology person now. He's got a computer and a cell phone now, everything. Volunteers <laughs> ages 16 years and older are needed to <laughs> are needed to provide computer training, application, <coughs> and Internet use assistance to library customers, one-to-one -one assistance to customers at computer terminals, uh, help out with class preparation, lead computer workshops, and curriculum design. Uh, volunteers who are fluent in Spanish and English also needed to help out with Spanish language customers. Classes are usually about an hour to an hour and a half in length and are scheduled uh, twice monthly. Uh, volunteer training is provided and scheduling is flexible, of course. Familiarity with computers, computer terms, Microsoft software. Sorry, no Mac. I'm just kidding. All uh, right. And, and <laughs> No Mac bashing. And Internet is desirable. On uh, with the Mac. On with the Mac. Okay. Individuals should enjoy working with people of all ages. A big high five there. Uh, and skill levels and possess good communication skills. Bridges to Technology promotes access to technology and information to all people in Stanislaw County. You know, Mr. Owl is so high-tech now with all the gadgets. He's, he? You can actually hold up a hot dog near him and automatically fries with oh the, all the RF that's oh around. Oh, my yeah. word. All those radio frequencies. <laughs> right Isn't that right, Mr. Owl? He kind of glows in the dark Look now. Look at him. Yeah, he is, he is proud of that. Look that's at right. Him. In oh fact, the, the signal that's going out right now, Mr. Owl just puts his finger up. And, you know, there it goes. Yeah, a couple thousand watts right out the first finger there. That's, that's great. All right. Friendly Pets. Were you trying to go somewhere with Not really. the rest of this? I was enjoying that. All right. Okay. <laughs> Friendly Pets and their humans, you like that, are needed to visit seniors 
I like that part. In convalescent Can I bring my goats? You can. Yeah. I think Freddie and Patches would fit in so well mm. with this. Mm. Uh, at co- uh, convalescent hospitals and care facilities, volunteers accompany their uh, pets as they socialize uh, with residents and facilities throughout the community. What a neat thing. Pets need to be friendly. <laughs> that would be a good thing and like to be handled. Uh, visits are made the first and second Saturday mornings and the third Wednesday mornings of each month. I could bring my birds and Gardel could bring his fish. Isn't that sure a great can. thing? The SPCA sure provides can. education and information to the community and helps find homes for animals in need. If you have any questions about any of these serving opportunities, you can feel free to phone Barbara Borba. She's at 209-524-1307, extension 113. Again, 209-524-1307, extension 113, or email her on that high-tech stuff that Mr. Al knows all about. Borba at uastand.org. They're little goats. They're called pygmy goats. And they're wonderful goats. Yeah, well, except somebody spoils them from time to time. But <laughs> no, no, they're, no, no they're, they're addicted to Cheetos, <laughs> these goats. Oh, yeah. There's got to be a support need, group for that. I need to send them down to Gardal. You know what? We can send them to Gardal. <laughs> and get them off the Cheetos well, for I me. Mean, uh, get off the Cheetos, but in my neighborhood, they might be off the goats. Cheetos and all the spit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> we we need to get on with the, the needs here at ABC uh-huh. because we do have people in need, not of Cheetos, but of refrigerators and help with yard work and beds. Not necessarily in that order. But if you have a working refrigerator to donate it, we'll pick it up and beds of any size. And if you want to mow a lawn, whack a weed, hey, we can uh, make that connection for you, 209-544-9571. Just a reminder, friends, uh, you know, if if you are donating a refrigerator, please, uh, it must be in working condition. And, and and please take the cl- time to clean it out. Mm, you know, be a I mean, good to, idea. to actually scrub it out. You know, it's a, we remind people. You know, if Jesus was showing up, if you were in need, in need, and and you had no refrigerator, you had a bunch of kids, you're a single mom, single dad, whatever, and you needed a refrigerator, and Jesus Himself was knocking on your door, you opened it up, and there He is with a refrigerator. Would he give you a dirty, moldy refrigerator? No. What do we do? He'd, mm-hmm. he'd give you the best that, that, that he could have, right. you know, the best that he could give you. And that's what we need to do as ambassadors of Christ. We need to give people the best uh, that we can uh, to represent Christ. And so anyway, if you would, please just take the time and, and put it in the condition as if you were going to receive it. And uh, and that, that's a tremendous right. blessing. To because he would want you to have your dignity. <clears throat> Absolutely. Absolutely. The best. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what. We knew tonight was going to be a fun-filled night of fellowship and just genuine, genuinely brotherly and sisterly love here with our brother, Gardal Wilson, from None Forgotten Sober Living. And we just want to welcome you back. Welcome you to our new digs. Home this is again, a first home time. Again. Well, yeah, really a new home. Because it is. This place is fantastic. Well, thank you. Really, really, I mean, when you look from it out front, it does not look to be as large as it is in here. Right. You know I mean? yeah. yeah. And the ambiance and the feeling of love that you feel when you walk mm-hmm. through that door right there. Awesome. The like, I mean, and you, there wasn't anyone in the foyer when I came through the door. I think you I was in the restroom. Yeah. You guys were back in the back. <laughs> my usual place. But as my I second walked office. in and just myself, you know what I mean? I'm like, wow, this is... So serene, so and, you know, so, so, so humble feeling. It is really, really nice. You know, well, uh, you. And, and this really was a God thing. Mm. 
uh, to be in here. I mean, by by all financial, you know, uh, logical reasons, we shouldn't have never been in here. You know, we we could afford, you know, kind of a small box. Right. Uh, but we saw this, and we said, "Wow, you know, God." For us to get in here, God's going to have to do a miracle, and He did. His way, totally unexpected. So when when you feel the presence of God, and and one of our uh, friends and board members says, you know, love grows here. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's because God provided that. I mean, He's all over this place, and and, uh, Um, and everything that we do. Also, I mean, you know, and and the the help that we provide for people, you know. it's all God's sin. It's Amen. all of it. You know, Amen. Right? Well, we're so glad to welcome you to uh, our new home. I think we've been here something like six, seven months. We're still calling it our new home, but we, we do enjoy it here, and God is in this place, and we know that God is in your place. And, God, I'll just for our listeners who are joining us, and we want to thank you, dear friends, from wherever you may happen to be listening uh, with us tonight. Uh, just a, a pleasure, and, and we, we appreciate you sharing your time with us. Guard all for those listeners. Uh, why don't you catch them up and tell them, uh, bring us up to speed with None Forgotten, and maybe give us some background uh, for those who may be tuning in for the l- first time hearing about None Forgotten, and then catch us up on what's uh, what's happening. Well, we are a unique uh, room and board type of service because we're clean and sober, and uh, a lot of room and board places don't make those type of stipulations and demands. So I think that um, number one and first and foremost is because that we are clean and sober has made a big difference in the type of room and board uh, type of setting that has um, usually the run of the mill. With the clean and sober, we have prayer. Mm-hmm. And we let it be known that this is a Christian-based facility. Amen. And um, the people that come have that understanding when they do come. And it's it's, it's proven to be, well, you know, exceptionally well up until this maybe last week when I had to close one of the homes mm-hmm. uh, due to financial economic status that we're in. But we have four. We had four. Well, now we have three. And it, like you say, it's, well, it's funny how things always work out. If the Lord's got his hand in it, mm-hmm. it always works out. Mm-hmm. It's difficult for me to learn that change is good. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> being in the, the business that I'm in of taking care of people, I get that... Um, controller type of attitude and sometimes i forget who is really running the show yeah. the lord's running the show and not me and i begin to get stressed and you know and when things aren't going the way they should be flowing and then i just sit, sit myself down and get, get into prayer and realize that again that i'm just a servant i am just being mm-hmm. used um the way that he wants me to and if i be still and stop complaining and worrying and wrenching in my fingers that he'll show me that there's going to be a better way you know, Lane and I were talking uh, this morning about challenges mm-hmm. and, and the warfare that, that comes along mm-hmm. with doing something significant for exactly. the Lord. And, uh, you know, one of my, my favorite, and it became my favorite first a couple of years into ministry uh, after a lot of hard knocks. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> As Philippians 4, 6 through 7, you know, be anxious for nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I'm not sure I've totally got my head and arms around how to do all that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so that, that your heart and mind are, are guarded in, in Christ Jesus. But, man, that, that is, I think, one of the most powerful passages that, uh, that Paul ever wrote. And, and, and if we can live that out, we can dump a lot of stress. And, and it's, not, it's not just flippantly saying, okay, I'll give it to the Lord. Right. You know, because right. we're, we're conscientious easy. around here, Gardal. Exactly. 
I mean, you, you get pained when you have to close yes. down a, yes. a house. Yes. You know, you get pained when you can't serve people. You, you get pained when the attacks come, you know, whether it's outside fire or friendly fire. I mean, it, it all of it hurts. All of it. But, you know, it is God's battle, isn't it? It is. And he didn't say it was going to be easy. No, that's he right. He did say it. In fact, he told us just the opposite, didn't exactly. he? Exactly. We're yeah. soldiers. Yes. Not only yes. servants, but yes. we're also soldiers that's for Christ. Right. And the me and Brother Al were talking a little while ago about the, the, the warfare, the intensity mm-hmm. of what's going on out there in the streets now. Yes. This is I've never seen it as bad as it is now, mm-hmm. as far as mm-hmm. non believers suffering so mm-hmm. uh, 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 unnecessarily. I have <clears throat> the, the house that I tried to that I had to close down was my house for my parolees. And these are guys that are returning back into the community from the prisons and after right. doing their times. And there's nothing there for them. That is one of the greatest needs in our community right now. That is mm-hmm. one of the greatest needs mm-hmm. in our community right now mm-hmm. because um, they go right back to doing what they were doing beforehand. Mm-hmm. You know, um, It's just, it, it is, it's, it's, it's disheartening. It, it, it's, it gives me woes sometimes where I have to just come to advancing we've got vibrant communities and sit down. I was so anxious to get here to see you guys and be with you today because of the oh. fellowship that we have. Yeah. Yes. I've been yes, able to carry away with me too. for months because that. very seldom I have the opportunity to sit down with Christian folks that are trying to do what we're doing in the communities mm. that are sincere as we are, you know. So other people, I find other agendas, underlining agendas that they have. Mm. <clears throat> and then when those get, those get brought out to me, it's, it's so disheartening. You know, and and it's it's interesting that you say that, Gardal, because our our good friend Jimmy here he talks about uh, the fact that our our unbelieving friends who are living yes. <laughs> out there in the streets, uh, yes. the unfortunate ones, they see through the stuff yeah. that, and unfortunately, the stuff that's coming through the churches, um, you know, that are handed down through. Uh, our, our Western cultures, and a lot of times, you know, we want to draw them in. We want to share the gospel and the good news with them, and that's that's all all good and well. But we don't see through their eyes. Mm, we don't no. we don't reach them at their point of need. We don't come to them where at their level. We don't see through their eyes. We don't see things from their perspective. And 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 he and his wife just did a, a beautiful thing. He he shared with us so beautifully on on Friday. If I can just share this with you, they sold their home. They came from a, a wonderful middle class family. They had four beautiful children, and they they left all of that and they went to the inner cities and and they they lived among the roaches and the rodents and all of that too. They they went to people who lived under the bridges, the Amen. mentally ill, the addicted, the alcoholics, and they said, "Teach me." Teach us. What do you know? What Tell us what you need. What's life like from your eyes? Your What's it Absolutely. like in your shoes? Absolutely. Tell us. Yeah. And so they did, and they learned, and they loved these people. Years. They spent the rest of their lives, and that's mm. where they are today. They don't want to go back no, to, no. Where, <laughs> to those nice, comfortable <clears throat> homes. They loved. They fell in love with these people, and they started the church under the bridge. And now the people at the church under the bridge are the down and outers, yeah, <laughs> so to speak. Also, they are the people who have jobs and the students at the university, and they are a mixed people at the church under the bridge. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And he wrote a book about it, and it's just a, a great thing. In fact, there's a little piece in there I was hoping that we could <laughs> maybe share about these people that uh, actually see through the, the stuff. 
the book is called Trolls and Truth. Oh, Trolls and awesome. Truth, 14 Realities About Today's Church That We Don't Want to See. Again, it's by uh, Jimmy Durrell. Great. Guy. Just, yeah. you, you know, you're around you this guy, you just get inspired. You got to share one, one or two of those. All right, here, th- this is a great uh, passage out of the introduction of his book. Again, it's called Trolls and Truth, uh, page 35. <clears throat> He's talking about the upside-down kingdom. He says... It is at this juncture that the often rejected ones become our mentors, for they recognize words are cheap, and the church has adorned itself with costume jewelry instead of the pearl of great price. They are the crap detectors of life who can spot a phony a mile away. And in many cases, they have rejected the church today because of its insincerity and duplicity. Like it or not, they often say what they think, and they are frequently more correct than we wish. Those of us casually traipsing to greener and higher grass on the other side of our own bridges often forget that the kingdom of God, Jesus' primary theme, is more than a plan of salvation. Oh, I love that. It is a way of life. Let me read that one more yes, time. I was going to ask, yes. Those of us casually traipsing to greener and higher grass on the other side of our own bridges often forget that the kingdom of God, Jesus' primary theme, is more than a plan of salvation. It is a way of life, far different from the human tendencies which bless power, beauty, and wealth. It is through washing feet, turning cheeks, and being last that God's order is lived. It is through humility, suffering, and brokenness that spiritual truths are found. Thus, the poor, the not-so-pretty, the ex-con, the mentally ill, and other trolls in our culture become our mentors if we will listen and really hear. Man, isn't that powerful? And that's, you know, that's, I'm really, oh, that's right to the point. He, you talk about, get it, he gets it. It nails you right there, you know? It nails you right there. I have, I have no desire ever to do anything other than what I'm doing right Mm. now. And that's Mm. continue to work with people that are under the bridge. Yeah. You know, because there's never any, any, uh, cynicism or or, 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 or or bitterness towards you if they really feel that you're genuine about how you feel about them and what's going on. And they know when you are. And they can feel it. It's, an, it's, it's, it's a, a sixth sense that they have because it has been poured on so many times. Yeah. They've been placed down into, downtrodden and things, you know. You know, I can't remember the the name of the movie. I mean, it was a long. I'm going way back in my memory now, which is a very scary thing. All right, there we go. Comes back again. Uh, anyway, long time ago, I remember. Saying, I think I was a kid uh, watching this movie. I can't remember the you know the, this one scene though, and it was taking place in France. And uh, there were, you know, the paupers were running around, the the dirty kids, you know, with with the straggly hair and the dirty faces and the torn clothing, you know, they were out begging on the streets. And and this aristocrat in this coach comes barreling through the street and nails one of the kids. And 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 the kid is. 
I think he's dead, or if not, left left for dead. Majorly injured anyway. I can't remember. But anyway, so the coach stops, you know, maybe a couple hundred yards away, and the guy comes back, and I think the the mother was there maybe and, and some friends, and they're just in shock, and they're crying. And the guy takes out some coins from his pocket, and he throws it at the people standing by this kid who's been mortally wounded and he's done. And and that's, he's, he's thrown some change that cost him nothing after causing this suffering and and rides on his merry way, you know, and, and I, I see us in today's church being that guy, not intentionally. Listen, you know, 99% of people crossing the threshold of a church are not there to be a hypocrite. You know, they're they're there to, to genuinely go worship God and and uh, participate. But you know, in our in our culture, we're throwing coins at the people who are suffering because that's what you know. That's what the pros do, and that's what we pay Gardel. That's what we pay Mike for. That's what we pay Elaine for. That's what we pay Al for. No, no. It, it, there's a cost to all this, and the cost is our sacrifice. And Gardel, you said something uh, just just a minute ago that I think is so telling. When you're in God's sweet spot, yes. when he's got you right where he wants you to be, uh, man, there's nothing like it. Nothing like it. And it's not the pretty job. It's not the glamorous job. It's not the one that makes headlines. But when you're right where God wants you to be and he's using you to affect lives, there's nothing like it, is In there? the trenches. That's where I want to be. Yes. In the trenches yes. because I'm not just a servant. I'm a warrior. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. And, That's right. And so... Any time that I run across adversity um, against the Lord or what, what is it we're trying to do? Because if anyone that's against what we're trying to do, that they're against the Lord, mm. as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. And um, it gives me comfort to know to to I don't fire back anymore like I used to. I used to be a bit of a hothead, and and I found that that did more damage than good with the person that I was uh, communicating with at that time. And so what I learned to do is to just Feel apathy. Feel some. Feel. Try to feel what this person is saying to me. Mm-hmm. Why did he say that? And what does he really mean to that? Mm-hmm. And if I get an opportunity to sit, stand next to him and say, "Tell me why you feel that way," and then they'll say, well, "You don't care. You don't want to know." Mm-hmm. You talk about the coins that the guy threw. Um, that's what our churches are doing. They're throwing coins from the pew. Mm-hmm. They're throwing coins from the pew. Mm-hmm. There's no coins being taken out there into the streets. Yeah. And I mean, when we say coins, we're not talking about just monetary. We're talking about needs right. that beats any dollar bill ever, any, any cash amount that we could give and on a, on a scale of actually saying, hey, brother, I love you. From the heart. Yeah. Yes. And what can I do? Mm-hmm. And it may not be much, but I'm going to do something. Yeah. I can do something. Absolutely. You know? And that's, and then when and then they receive it. That's another that's a coin in my, in my crown, huh? <laughs> we are so pleased that Brother Gardal Wilson is here with us tonight, and we'll be back with lots more. First, one of my favorite groups right here. This is Third Day with Offering, and we'll be right back with more right after this. Holy Father, 
third day on Lighthouse Live, offering with Pastor Mike, Elaine, and Gardal Wilson of None Forgotten Sober Living. I could listen to third day for 
now till the cows come home. You know, what, what's amazing is how much good theology comes out of some of the music groups today. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yes. Casting yes. Crowns, Third, mm-hmm. yes. third Day, mm-hmm. there's just... Man, God has inspired some of these sure folks, has. hasn't he? He's spoken to them in, in We hope it inspires ways. our listeners as yeah, well. Yeah, amen to that. Speaking of inspirations, yes. uh, ABC's yes. Energizer Bunny, the, John, you know, John yes. uh, Engel just in. walked Welcome, in. John. Hey, anybody. Yes. <laughs> hey. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> oh, it's family night here. <laughs> yeah, well, <clears throat> wherever you are around the world, we hope you feel at home here in the yes. ABC uh, front room as uh, we gather together with Thank Gardal Wilson mm-hmm. and the uh, Non-Forgotten Sober Living Home Ministries that uh, he founded about eight years ago. Amen. And uh, Gardal, again, for, for those who may not be familiar, give us that quick thumbnail sketch of your journey oh. to Sober Living Non-Forgotten Homes. Oh, no, no. Drugs and rugs, and just a crazy way of life. <laughs> um, godless. And uh, eventually... I guess he saw, like I say, he saw some good in me. He had a plan for me, which I now see being revealed to me after eight years. But mm. I was out there, you know, with the drugs and just doing wrong with guns and all of that. Just caught up in a life of madness. And uh, the Lord says, well, I better do something to keep you alive here. <laughs> so he put me in a place where guards surrounded me and barbed wire and... Uh, Armed guards watched over me overnight to make sure that I was safe for five years and educated me. I sat down at the foot of the throne and learned the word and inclined my ear to his voice and uh, came out of there after five years of imprisonment, which wasn't to me, wasn't imprisonment. I tell a lot of people this and they look at me like I've lost my mind, but those are five of the most important years I spent in my life. Amen. He had a plan had for a plan, you, brother. You know, but then back then you couldn't tell me that. And a lot of the reasons why I didn't believe it is because I saw none in the streets. Mm-hmm. I saw none in the streets. Look at the glow that you have today for him, That's the it. fire that burns inside That's it, for you know? him. And I come from a home of Christians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you grew, up, uh, you grew up You grew up in a home. Your, your up mother, up Christian, dynamic Christian. Right. I talked to your beautiful mother tonight. Yeah, you know, I love her. She's, uh, yeah, she's something else. I can't stop her. 75 years and she does not get tired. Is mm-hmm. that right? She's constantly involved in community functions, the women's yes. auxiliary and... Um, Oh, everything. I, I, just too many more things than I can name that she's constantly going. And that is her strength. And she never stopped praying for you. No, she never did. Never gave no, up never on did. you. And now she glows. That's part of my glow and my happiness and the inner warmth is to see my mom proud mm. of me. Yeah. Now, finally. I have to think that God used her and oh, worked yeah. in those prayers. She oh, was on her knees for you all of those years and before that. And before that. Really? And before that. Yes. See, that's why she knew that we needed to be in church. You lived in my mom's home, you went to church. You know, God had a plan for you all those years that you were in there when he inclined your ear and your heart to him. Yes, he did. And he's shown it to this very day till now. It's, um, as I was listening to that song that was just being played, um, what he was saying. And, you know, it came to me that when I look at my son Mm -hmm. and how money and material things don't mean anything to him. Mm. Okay, you know, a, a, a dollar store toy or something like that to just amuse his imagination for a long time. But then I watch him play with nothing, just yeah. sit there yeah. and just play. He wants you. And he talks to yeah. whomever is 
other imaginary friend is in the room because <laughs> he has me looking around and my mom tells me, well, that's an angel that watches over you. I said, okay, then. it's all right with me. But uh, the innocence of what I'm trying to get at is all he needs for me to, to, to be shown is that we're there, that I'm there and yeah. that I care, Amen. which is no different from the people that we're serving out here. Mm. And I think if we approach that in the, in, the, in that aspect of saying that they don't know any better, we've got to show them a better way. Mm-hmm. Show them that this is genuine because a child knows. A child and animals, I've noticed, will know your true heart or the spirit of you. Yeah. I've, well, I've, I've had some, some neighbors that just aren't really that friendly type of people. And when we're out in the front yard or whatever, they pass, my son will just shy all the way back from them. Mm-hmm. He'll back all the way up off of them. And uh, uh, my dogs, my animals, they'll they'll clear away. And I watch this, and I'm like, what? And it's like they have an instinct, like they know. Okay, the innocent know. Yes. God know, lets them know that what is wrong, danger, something's not right here. Mm. Oh, this guy's full of crap, or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They, he lets them know that. Okay, those are his sheep. Those are his children. Yeah. And it says the what? The least shall be the most. Yes. Yes. You know, yes. you know, and we talked we talked a little bit uh, before Gardol about you know the the stuff of ministry, the hard knocks, and mm-hmm. and the, the the wars that you go through and that sort of thing. But you know, those are so valuable. Beyond, maybe not for you, but but for me, that's where my heart really turned as a pastor yeah. was going through the hard knocks, and God said, "Okay, my friend, now I want to show you what it's really about." Yeah. And and I, you know, I wouldn't have had this heart for this community. Had it not been for a lot of those very dark days dark when, days. when uh, man, times. sometimes you're just wondering, yeah. okay, God, when are you going to show up? Uh, you know, and he's sitting back going, it's well, a learning process. I mean, exactly. And I believe that it's a process, the process that we have to go through to be able to understand exactly what it is he wants mm-hmm. for us. I remember all the times I sat in solitary confinement in, mm-hmm. in my jail cell all alone mm-hmm. for weeks on end. And uh, to, he humbled me. He let me realize because there was nothing else for me, hmm. you know. And he came into that cell that night, and here I am, glowing. <laughs> yes, yes. And I can't take any credit for that. All, yeah. all my, all glory goes to my Lord and Savior. Absolutely. And you know, a lot of times, Gardal, and you know yourself, mm-hmm. at the packed meetings, when some of the inmates will receive Christ and they have the that that experience inside and then they come out and then they leave god there so to speak and then you know you know you didn't do that you know and uh, well you know i i i start i did start slacking i did i started slacking when i got out and before i got out i remember my pastor told me he says now girl you hold on to you hold on to jesus in a headlock Uh get him in a headlock because you get ready to go out there and there are so many distractions in this world that are designed to take our eyes off the prize. For mm-hmm. right. And for a while then, my Bible study started slacking. I had just gotten home, so I was visiting all my friends and different people. Uh, uh, um, we had just started, as soon as I came out, we started the business. My parents gave mm-hmm. me the home where we just started. So it's kind of hard, too, because that was the home that I closed, you know. Oh, wow. and, it was, and that was a home that basically provided for parolees. So I just have to have the faith to know that he's got a plan and he knows what's going on. But that's where we started but it's not where we ended. Yeah. Okay, but I did have to. Those I I, I understand what you're saying, Pastor, because yeah. that's the truth. If you haven't been through the fire, you just don't know how glorious He is. That's right. What a wonderful person He. I mean, our Lord and Savior is. And I think it's in the storms that we actually get closer to Him. Yeah. I, I 
at least yeah. I, I feel that way yeah. myself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that life raft didn't come from anywhere. You know what I mean? <sighs> yeah. That hand. <laughs> well, I think on our own, our, our nature is not to stay close to God. When things are going well, we tend to. Slack off. Things are going well. I can well. do this myself. Yeah. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah. yeah, you know, there's a there's a great film, and you know, I know some people go, "Come on, Mike, you can't cite these films where there's bad language and all that." But there's a great film. I encourage you to rent it. A little rough language in there, in a couple places, but it stars Forrest Whitaker, one of my favorite actors. And uh, now my wife has an issue with Forrest because he guest starred on ER. That was one of her favorite hospital shows, <laughs> and he played a bad guy. Oh, yeah, he was. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, he, and he was a she villain. just never forgave Forrest Whitaker for victimizing what's his name uh, <laughs> yeah. in, 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 the, in the sun. But anyway, Forrest Whitaker, one of her favorite actors, <clears throat> and the film is called Hurricane Season. Hurricane Season, and it's all about that basketball team uh, in in uh, uh, Louisiana. And uh, Hurricane Katrina came through and just devastated New Orleans. That's a fantastic movie. Or Nolans, right? Nolans. Nolans. Get it? Okay. I learned that a little bit when I was down there. <laughs> right. Uh, that gumbo stuff pretty good, too. <laughs> but, and and the, the story is fantastic, because, and, and the reason I'm, I'm bringing this up is that he decided that, man, he was going to be a soldier. That this hurricane was not going to mess up this basketball yeah. season. Uh, he was going to hang in there. But uh, the other thing that I, I think you just brought up, Gardal, is he genuinely loved those kids. Yes. Yes. He, he went to their houses. You know, talked he hurt with, with them, he, talked with their parents, and them. advocated for them. Yes. And he built a relationship with, with them. them. And I, I think if you draw, you, you know, if many of our churches were more like, Forrest Whitaker in that film. I haven't yeah. seen it. No, that's, well, it's, it's worth renting. Again, you know, some language and all that. But for goodness sakes, he prays with his team in there, too, cool. in one scene. And in a fantastic movie. And so even even Hollywood can... Uh, Pat yourself on the back with that one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Hollywood keeps pumping good stuff out. Oh, yeah. By the way, Letters to God is hitting the theaters. Is that a good one? Well, it, it's it's a good, it's a great, great movie, but it, especially for us men, if you don't like crying in public, don't go see that. <laughs> Man. One of those, huh? Oh, I don't my. have a problem with that. I don't either since I got, I got, since my son was born, he's almost three years <laughs> yeah. old now. I cry at Walmart. <laughs> there we go. All right. Start off. I'm going get it. Uh, I'm a bit softy now. You know what I mean when it comes yeah. to him. But enough That's of Hollywood. Right. Yeah. Carl, give us a sense uh, of, of what's happening on the streets right now. I, you know, I talk to, to pastors, uh, uh, many of them on, on the south side of Modesto, west side of Modesto, and, and uh, as we're out there doing the graffiti wipeout, they feel like uh, of late there's just been a feeling of oppression out there. What, what's, what's happening it's out there? It's right because there are not more of us out there. Mm. That's what's wrong. Okay. There are so many of us that are pertaining, and I, I don't, you know, I have to say this, that pertain to be Christians and close to the Lord, but not doing the work. Yeah. And the work has to be done out there. They need to see you come walk up the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. They need to see you walk through their neighborhoods and just stop and talk and just ask them. Ask them, how's your day? How are you? Mm -hmm. You know, not, and you'd be surprised how just an acknowledgement of that, some, and I see you. So many of them feel invisible. 
So many of them feel invisible. You need to get out of the four walls, don't we? We got to get out of the four walls. Amen. The battles, the battlefields out here in the streets, mm-hmm. where us warriors are, and we need more warriors. And, and talk a little bit, uh, guard all about the need to consistently be around. Not I mean, just, you know, yeah, not just hit and run. A hit and run thing doesn't. Yeah. That what 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 well, message does that send? It, it says. It was convenient for me to stop by and do this for you, and we'll catch you next time. Yeah. That's what it means. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I did this because, you know, a lot of us are, some of us still think that you're going to get to the Father by works. Mm. You know, mm. they still think that. So I'll just do a few little jobs here every now and then and make sure I keep my uh, Jesus account full there, and I'm going to be all right. But punch another hole in the belt, and that's not the same. It's not, and no. that's what uh, you say. Um, Serving. This pastor was talking to you about uh, about the book there that you talked yes. about, uh, Jimmy, yes. yeah. and that's what I'm that's that's what I feel in the street. I have people come to me with requests that have nothing to do with the business that I do, that have nothing to do with it. Can you help me find a a, a, a blanket? Can you help me find yeah. a, a a place to live? Uh, can you can you help me with a bus and bus fare so I can get across town and see my family, see my parents? Can, I help, can you help me with something to eat? Remember? And I saw for a while there, I, 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 was, I stopped giving money to people that walk up to me and ask me for something to eat. For money. Right, right. And, but I found myself going to the store more than I, than I needed to because along my way, before I would give them the money, I said, well, listen, come on, I'll go buy you something to eat. Yeah. Well, finally I got into that and got into the Word, and it was just like the Lord was telling me, don't worry about what he's going to do with the money. Mm-hmm. Okay. You you planted the seed when you handed it to him, okay? And there are other people that have their opinions. No, they just go buy alcohol and things like that. But I've done my job. Mm. I did what I felt that I should do. I gave. Where you do with what I give you, now that's on you, okay? That's between you and the Lord. But as long as I'm giving with a free and open heart, then I'm, I mean, my, my master is pleased with me. Gardel, one of the, and, and you just talked about the home for parolees mm-hmm. that you had to, had to close. Yeah, that, uh, let, let's talk a little bit about the, the huge load there is right now of, of parolees coming out and, and the danger if we don't have something for them, what's, what's their future look like? It's pretty much like, you know, um, appeasing them to keep them off of you, you know? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's, I mean, these are in the thousands, and thousands are going to be released on top on our community. Big numbers. Okay. Big numbers. Mm-hmm. Less supervision. Laying off of parole officers. Laying off of police officers. Well, they know this. They know that the law enforcement isn't as tight as it was when they first went in. And if they don't have a righteous heart, we are going to be victims. Mm. You see? There are the numbers that have doubled since they went to prison. Times have gotten harder since they went. When they come back out, it's a totally different demographics. There's ten times more guys doing your hustle than than you were when you left. Mm. So then you have the infighting, the gang wars, which we're going to see more and more of. Because, number one, of this release of so many um, prisoners. Why? Because it's costing us too much. Why now do we begin to look at the problem and the only, sol- so only solution that we can come out with is let them out early mm. with no supervision? So this is why we need more of us, more soldiers of us out there in the streets. 
letting them know there's a better way. There's a better and way. And that there are some yes. organizations in here. You know, the people really actually believe that. But Dusto has nothing for them hmm. at all. So nothing. Sh- so showing them that there showing really them. is something exactly. is, is a good thing. Exactly. Yes. yes. You know, the, the PAC meetings, uh, Cardo, have been – is that when we first met you? Yes, yeah. it is. It was a, it it was is. a PAC meeting. Talk, talk a little bit about that. You've been involved that with many years. Oh, and yeah. Talk about the impact. And it's all, it's all for directly for parolees. So, um, and me being a, pro, pro, a, pro, a parolee myself once upon a time, um, I get their attention immediately when I come out because I'll <laughs> yell out something that only parolees or prisoners know, such as, get down. Yeah. Well, that is when, what it's called whenever there's a disturbance on the on the yard and you are to lay down face down level on the grass or be fear of being shot. Mm-hmm. So when you hear that, get out, boy, I got their attention right there. They're looking around the room. They're looking at me. I'll tell you what. You know yeah. what I mean? The lady's <laughs> been there. And, and I automatically I have them because I've stepped on a plane that they understand. Yeah. They know that I'm not just coming out there crapping. I'm telling them the truth. So they can relate to me. They understand it. Just like we're talking about now, yes. of them being able to see if you're sincere or if you're just blowing breeze. That's right. You know? That's right. So it's, 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 it's important of our, our, of our uh, approach, how we go about this. How are we going to get more of us out there? And another beautiful thing, I have to say this, is Gardal gives Jesus Christ, his mm. Lord and Savior, all the Amen. glory and the credit for what Amen. he's doing now. And right. that speaks huge volumes. Yes, yes. And, it gives, and it blesses me. It provides a, 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 a shield of protection around me yeah. when I give it all to the Lord. Well, why did you? The people come to me and say, well, thank you, Gardal. I want to thank you so much for us. Don't thank me. Thank the Lord. Yes. Okay. Because it's, it's, it's also a little selfishness going on here. Yeah. I know that my blessings will remain with him. As, much, as long as I can continue to do and help you and others, I'm going to be blessed. Well, I think, too, the, the PAC meeting also underscores the power of cooperation. Exactly. And because partnerships. Because you, you got it's mandatory. DMV, you got Social Security. Yeah. Uh, You've got all these resources in the room, all right? In one place. In one place. It would take you hours yeah. and a lot of gas money or bus fare tokens to be able to hit all these agencies. And every one of those parolees that come out of there have to hit DMV for driver's license right. and identification. Yes, right. yes. Okay. Not only that, then child support, the district attorney is there to help them saying, hey, okay, listen, you know, you've been gone for a while. Instead of compounding you with all these back child support arrearages and things like that, let's get you on task and let's see what we can do by finding you a job before you get caught into that quagmire mm-hmm. of being a deadbeat parent. Mm-hmm. What a tremendous opportunity Fantastic for them opportunity. to take a Everyone is there from yes. unemployment, EDD. They're able to get their identifications and everything done mm-hmm. right there yes, underneath the one roof. And they had to make it mandatory that they come. Yeah. You see, which is the same thing of what's going on, what the Lord wants us to do. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's mandatory that we come, that yes, we open that door. Yes. It's mandatory that we open that door. And it's mandatory that they come to that meeting just one time. It's a one time only for the ones that are just newly released. Right. Now, there's hundreds every two weeks. Right. Every two yes. weeks, we have at least two to 300 mm-hmm. guys that are being released back into our community. Many of them 
two or three times uh, repeat offenders. Yes, and thank God for all of the faith-based organizations that can share with them also and welcome them to oh, prayer yes. and for all of this God spiritual Day, support. Army, yes. advancing, not yes, forgotten, yes. Um, turning point, all of these mm-hmm. different agencies. Yes, yes. And another thing that we face with also is a lot of these people that are out here are mental health, mental health indeed, yeah. patients indeed, yes. okay, that are um you know, self-medicating with street drugs yes. as opposed to can't get their prescriptions. Mm-hmm. Some of them are so schizophrenic they don't even know where to take they a prescription. would be the people I cast aside that Jimmy talks about Absolutely. in this book. Yes. Cardinal, we got about three minutes left. And uh, already, God. yeah, I, I mean, I know we're <laughs> the time kind of goes very, I very quickly. <laughs> You're always welcome, you know. You know, somebody out there is listening. They, I mean, they go to church every Sunday, never really connected mm-hmm. with uh, a street ministry or uh, serving ministry other than maybe once, you know, once a year, Christmas, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Man, from your heart, what, what, what would you want to tell them? I want to tell them, you know, you have to trust in some something, someone or something. And the only one that works is Jesus. Okay, That's the only one that works. I've tried everything, and believe me, I've tried it all. Mm. And the only thing that works and gives me joy and, 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 and feeling of peace and worth is the Word of God. And I think before you can do anything, you've got to pick up that Bible. And start reading for yourself. Learn for yourself. Not just what that minister is telling you up there. Study for yourself and show yourself approved, is it? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and then begin to put it together slowly. It's not going to come overnight. It's not going to happen. But you got to believe that there is a God. You can't fake and play with him. Mm-hmm. Know that. Mm-hmm. You can't fake and play with him. Mm-hmm. And those of you that are, that do, you know why. You're failing because you're playing with God. Or you don't know him. Mm. So that I can't give you anything better advice. The most valuable advice I can give you is get yourself a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. You used a metaphor a couple minutes ago, uh, reminiscent of Jacob in his struggle. Get Jesus in a headlock. Get him in a headlock. That picture. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he told me. Get him in a headlock. You know, cling to that remnant. Mm-hmm. Hang on to that rope. Make that sure gallon. he's in your heart, I got him baby. This. I got him in a suplex hole, you know. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere without him. Got about a minute left. How can our folks pray for you and the uh, sober living and unforgotten homes? Mm-hmm. It, it just in uh, praying that we find another facility when the need is, is, is there and that we continue on doing because we are doing well. We're doing well. I just was upset about the parolee house closing because those are the ones that are coming back into the world and we yeah. really do need to affect and impact. Yeah, yeah. But um, just to continue to pray that the Lord continues to bless us and um, reach out to us. If you need us, we're at an unforgotten. How can they get a hold of you, Carl? It's at an unforgotten sober living. Uh, f- uh, 404 J Street, phone number, area code 209-496-2500. And if we have can't help you, we can find someone that can. Once again, friends, that phone number, 209-496-2500, area code 209-496-2500. Thank you for listening. God bless you, brother, and God bless you, dear God friends. God bless you. Amen.